Good morning, Chester Freedom. I'm your wedding retreat speaker, but normally I've done this, I think it's my fourth or fifth year doing this, and normally I don't have the pleasure of having some of our pastors here, and uh, and Chris, Chris, great words, I think you guys are going to be blown away to, to hear just how many of the themes that Chris touched on in worship are actually in my message. So we praise God, what a Holy Spirit we have, right? We use all this together. And I had no foreknowledge of the, of, the, of the songs we would sing or what Chris would say today. Hey, my name is Marty Mace. Uh, a lot of you know me. I've been a member here. I was trying to figure out when I started coming here. I uh, probably came, started here in 06. So I've been coming here a long time. Uh, prior to that, I was in uh, at Morning Star Fellowship up at Heritage. Uh, and then before that, I was in the United Methodist Church. And I was a pastor for ordain. I was a candidate for ordained ministry. I got as far as Atlanta, sitting in a class at Emory University. And God said, what are you doing here? This is not what I want for you right now. Later in life, by the way, I'm later in life, so here I am speaking to you today. Hey, before I, I get we get cranked up and jump in, I want to just uh, I want to understand the audience. So we're going to have some audience participation, and I'm not going to be like Steve. I'm not going to look out here and see someone I know and call call on you. Um, show of hands, how many think we're living in the end times, the last days? Right? Most of us, if not all of us. Um, how many of you are hearing from the Lord about the urgency of the hour that we're living in? Do you get it? You get, I mean, like, it's kind of important that we maybe do more, get in the game. And then how many, and this is, I'm drilling down, right? We start big and we drill down. Is the Lord talking to many of you about your role in these days and these times? And it doesn't have to be all the details. I'm, I've always been one of these Christians that wants to hear from the Lord. Lord, I want to know every single detail. He'll drop something in my spirit. He'll give me a sense of where, I've, where I'm headed. And then I want to know all the details. Well, guess what? I don't get all the details. I have to kind of walk it out and live it out. But I would tell you, in my life, the Lord is talking to me about what my role is is going to look like as I kind of wean myself off my profession in the next several years and retire, I'm going to be working for the Lord and in ministry. Don't know all, starting to understand a little bit, but I don't have all the answers. So um, one thing I want to do, uh, we've got an outline. Do we have it up? We can throw it up. There you go. So today, for those of you that are uh, hearing from the Lord in terms of what he wants you to do moving forward in these turbulent times, heck, uh, um, a Chinese spy satellite just flew over Charlotte yesterday. How many of you thought that was incredibly surreal, right? I mean, if that doesn't bring you to attention... I'm not sure what else will, right? Maybe some of the things in the days ahead will do that. Not so much you, but the, the church as a whole. Um, a buddy of mine lives in Surfside. He got a chance to see it go down over the ocean. <laughs> I was texting him. I go, are you seeing this? He goes, yes, I'm seeing this. Um, 
Let me go forward here. Okay. Before I jump into this message, um, I, w- I want to read a, sc- a scripture that the Lord gave me. I'm going to spend some time this morning in Tim- Second Timothy, uh, the first book, and the second uh, book in Second Timothy, where Paul uh, is in jail in Rome, about to be beheaded to lose. He's going to lose his life, and he's writing what I think is probably one of the most powerful. Uh, pieces of scripture in the Bible. And I've read it before, but I had not read it recently. And when I was preparing for this message, God gave me this. In fact, I had I had scripture from all over the place, and God one morning said, go to 2 Timothy. And all the scripture that I was going to pull for different parts of the Bible sat right there in 2 Timothy. And it just jumped out at me. But I do want to read this because yesterday when I was spending time with the Lord, my crazy work week was over and I had some incredible time about 5.30 a.m. And he gave me this. He wants me to read this to you. It's Ephesians. Um, uh, I'm going to go to Ephesians, first Ephesians, Ephesians 1. Let me get there real quick. It's a really, really cool. He wants me to share with you and remind you of the spiritual blessings we have in Christ. So when we were saved, we we all instantaneously inherited some spiritual blessings, right? So I'm just going to read this starting in verse 3 through 12. And I will update my outline and add this to it. So if any of you are interested in this, when I'm finished, you'll have this scripture in there. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves, Jesus. Right? In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of grace. Now check this out. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. To be put... I'm going to say, I'll sound like Dr. Charles Stanley up here. Catch this, right? One of my all-time favorites. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and earth. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined. And, how, and I, I can't emphasize enough the power in that word. When I sit, when I read that, and I think about that before the, the, the creation of the earth, I was predestined to live as a Christian on earth. Unbelievable. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were first to be put our hope in Christ will be the praise of his glory. We're first. We're in. But folks, there's a lot of people, family, friends, co-workers, 
that don't know Jesus. And it's critically important. And God is looking for folks that want to help him reach those folks. Right? So let's look at this. You know, I'm in sales. So, I, you know, a lot of sales folks put the best page last. I like to put the best page forward. Like, what am I trying to sell you today? I'm going to tell you up front. So here's your marching orders. Opponents, this is Paul speaking, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses. I love this. This is the NIV, by the way. It's my favorite translation, right? Come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. God shared with me yesterday morning, it's not only people that don't know the Lord, but it's people that know the Lord. Fit into this bucket. And you say, how so? If you're like me, you struggled your entire life with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. Right? What does the Lord say about people that split their allegiance between the world and the kingdom? What's the word? Unstable, lukewarm. Did someone say someone said it as I was saying it? Lukewarm, right? And what does he say? And also say in the Bible about lukewarm when he's talking to a certain church. Spit you out of my mouth. Right? That's powerful. Powerful. So I share that with you because sometimes I think we have a tendency to forget who we are. What our identity is in Christ. I know I do. I'm guilty. And by the way, I'm no better than you. Steve just tapped me the, eight weeks ago and said, will you speak to the team? And I'm going through this right now with the Lord. I mean, I have been, I am a, I am a class A hardhead. Always have been throughout my Christian walk. I've done some under, unbelievable things, in my humble opinion, for God in the church. But I have messed up. And God is calling me to a place now where he wants me to step out of the world and step into his kingdom 100%. And that's what he wants me to share with you guys today. So that's a, that's a setup. So let's run over to Second Timothy. And I'm going to go to, um, so anyway, the slide up here, here's, here, that's the goal at the end of the day. Oh, these are builds. Okay. So let me read the scripture that's coming up here. So first, second Timothy one, seven through 12 for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. So you're like, well, I, I wasn't much of a lover. I wasn't much of, I wasn't a really good person before I was saved. And I had no self-discipline. But God put that in you when you were saved. You have that ability in your spirit today as you sit here. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. This is Paul speaking, right, in the letter to Timothy. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. That's what Chris just said. 
Folks, I'm not going to get off on a holy life tangent today, but that preaches. That's something that God, (laughs) starting right here, holy life. Think about it. Do you measure up that? We don't always measure up, but we ought to be aware of the standard. And we should be trying to work to a better place. And you cannot walk around, and Steve has said this a million times in multiple messages in my multiple years here, you cannot ignore the sin in your life and think that you're going to be used of God. It's just not going to happen. I should say ignore the sin in your life that you know is wrong, but yet you continue to do it. I'll leave it there, right? Leave it there. Rather, join me in the suffering for the gospel. You're going to hear that theme a lot. Suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us, called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done. We talked about that. But because of his own purpose and grace. Every one of us was created for a purpose. And some of you may be sitting here today saying, you know what? Check the box. I have lived and I am living my purpose today. Awesome. And only you know that because you're the one talking to God and working through that. Some of us are sitting here today and say, I'm not really sure what my purpose is. That you've got some work to do, right? You've got to get with the Lord. You've got to wrestle with him um, and, and figure that out. The grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Here we go, before predestined, foreknown, before in the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That's why I'm suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. Right? Powerful stuff. So, I'm going to flip through these. The power to me is reading the word out loud to you. This is an outline that I pulled together as I built the message. So I'm not going to beat up everyone. We talked about love, power, and self-discipline. You've got them in your spirit. Don't be ashamed of the Lord. How many of you, no hands. (laughs) How many of you have been in a situation some point in your life and the Holy Spirit wanted you to talk about Jesus and you sat and you did nothing? I'm guilty. I'll raise my hand. I'm guilty. I feel terrible. I felt terrible after that. God was giving me a chance. He knew something that I didn't know. And all I had to say is, I know Jesus. I love Jesus. Be willing to help. I I, I didn't do it. So don't be ashamed of our Lord. Join me in suffering. This is a heavy one. Right? So you've walked through your Christian life to date. We've all had suffering. I lost my first wife when she was 30. She just dropped to the floor at 5 p.m., got up from her desk, and was gone. That's suffering. Right? But that's... She's in heaven. But that's... We all have stories 
We all have trials and tribulations we go through. But I would tell you that in this crazy world we live in right now, you're going to have to be ready. You're going to have to be ready to take your marching orders as a soldier of Christ reporting to the commanding officer, the Lord Jesus, and you're going to, be, have, to, you're going to have to be prepared for battle. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you how much you're going to suffer. Some of you may not suffer at all, but you have to be able, some of, some of Christians around the world, and I don't have to tell you this right now, are suffering. Look no further than the Christian church in Ukraine, right? So suffering is a part of it. Paul certainly lived that. Called to be holy. We hit that. He saved us, not ourselves. By grace, before the beginning of the world. He had us, think about it, he had you in his mind. When you were going to live, what you were going to do. Powerful for a purpose. We touched on that. We touched on grace before the beginning of time. So let's go to Second Timothy 1 through 7. Again, Paul, talking to, calls him his son, Timothy. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and the things you've heard be say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul is modeling, putting, standing up his life as an example to Timothy. Now, you don't have to tell Timothy. He went to five different churches. I think, how many, I think two, if not three trips with Paul. Um, over the course of Paul's life. So he gets it, but Paul wants to make sure that Timothy, understand, he understands reinforcing the standard and then preach this and share this with others, right? So here's where we get the title of today's message, Marching Orders. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, said another way, the world. Right? That's how I read that. But rather, he tries to please his commanding officer. Who's our commanding officer? Right? We have a different one than the world. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing by the rules. Right? And... This is a great scripture you'll see in a minute. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive his share of the crops. Right? Reflect on what I'm saying. For the Lord will give you insight into all this. Play by the rules. Get in the game. Understand that we're not taking orders from the world. But we've allowed ourselves through the course of our life, again, me, right there with you, to sometimes take orders and be influenced by the world and get us off the road to a, to a more mature, closer relationship with the Lord, right? Join me in suffering. Common theme. Please your commanding officer. Who doesn't want to please? Now, there's times when you turn your head and you make your own decision and you go a separate direction. We've all come to a fork in the road. The Lord in your spirit, you feel like, hey, uh, the Lord's saying, right. And, I go, and I've done this, guilty of it. Lord, I'm going left. Well, guess what? 
That left road was rough. And nine times out of ten, I've got to double back, double back to that junction and go down the right road. But that takes time. That could take a lot of time in your life. Compete according to the rules. Your leadership will be rewarded, right? If you do what we just read, try to please your commanding officer, compete hard, hard enough, play by the rules, get that crown. We've heard, we know what that crown, we've heard that in other parts of the Bible, the crown that is, is ours that when we meet the Lord face to face, all critically important. Let's go to 2 Timothy 15, 19. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Right? Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Let that one sink in. That's powerful stuff. We've all been guilty of that in our lives. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them, a couple names I can't pronounce, um, who have departed from the truth. He's given some examples of people they know that have done that. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. False, false teachers is what Paul is talking about here, right? Do we have false teachers in the world today? Yes, we do. And there are more coming at us in the years ahead. So your ability to discern with the help of the Lord what is fact and what is fiction will be critical. And you'll have to be really dialed in to him to be able to do that. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Folks, again, from experience, you can ultimately do what you want to do, but if you want to live your best life, your best Christian life, you're going to have to turn away from the world, turn away from wickedness, right? So again, the outline, present yourself as one approved, not ashamed of the Lord, and the word and can handle the truth avoid godless chatter God knows his own praise God he does right now before I get to 20 to 24 I want to read something and this should have been in the outline and I missed it and the Lord had me I read it yesterday and God said you got to put it in so this thing had already gone to press Chris and I were flipping this thing back and forth and uh, I didn't have any qu- really, really quality qu- uh, time. I was traveling in Florida this week, and I got back to the house and was able to really hang out with the Lord yesterday. This is in Second Timothy. We went through verse 19. I read aloud, but let me read 20 because I'm going to read 20 through 24. Really, really, really powerful. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use, right? Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. 
made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So when the Lord says, hey, Marty, I want you to move to another state and start a church. By the way, he hasn't said that. But I'm using that as an example. Well, then I'm going to be obedient because he wants me to do that. I'd hate to leave you guys because I kind of like it here. But uh, if that's what God wants me to do, by golly, I'm going to do it. So if you're in, if you are holy and you've cleansed yourself, you're working on your, your holiness, you know, that again, you're never going to get there completely, but by golly, God knows you're giving it your best shot. You're going to be useful. Flee the desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. We've all been guilty of that, right? Because they'll produce quarrels, for sure. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and not resentful. Right? Really, um, really good stuff. So, I just did 20 through 24. Present yourself as one approved, not ashamed, can handle the truth, avoid chattering, God knows his own. We did that. I'm going backwards. Special purposes. Here we go. Made holy. I don't know about you, but when I read those verses, I kind of like to be used for special purposes. How many people want to be used for special purposes, right? That's an honor and a privilege. You want to be, yeah, you want to be useful. You be prepared to do good work, pursue righteousness, faith. These are themes in, in, the, in, the, in this text we've been reading aloud. Don't be quarrelsome, be kind, teach, and not resentful. I start, my last slide is where I started. Right? So, and I'm kind of trying to be obedient to time here, uh, but I don't want to shortchange any of this, but we're almost finished right on, right on the dot. Um, God wants all of us to be used for special purposes. It's not to say that he won't use some people for common purposes, uses, he will. But I would tell you, we're in a real, we we are, I I visited other churches. I was actually in a church Wednesday night in Tampa, Florida that a buddy of mine goes to. And it's kind of, it's kind of like elevation a little bit, uh, multiple campuses, but it was so different. But I always can't compare and contrast churches that I visit in the U.S. to where we go. I got to tell you, we got a pretty good thing here. The Lord shows up like He did in worship. I think He show, He's He shows up a lot. He's going to show up more. This church is growing. Heck, we're missing how many members today? Does anyone know? Ninety. 40, 45 couples, maybe, on the marriage retreat. This place would be full, right? Um, and it will be full. And as you know, so Steve and I are good friends, so we constantly talk about what the Lord has shared with him, some things about where we're headed. This, is, this church has a great future being used by God. So I think a lot of you in this room that I'm speaking to today and others that will listen to this on tape or video uh, in the you know, next week, following weeks, 
uh, important that we listen to what the Lord's trying to say to us. How helpful message today? Show of hands. Yeah, I mean, my goal today was just to share with you what God's doing in my life. Um, what he's encouraging me to do. He's giving me the marching orders. And, I, and I'm still working it out, right? A lot of work to do, but I'm committed to it. And um, at the end of the day, I'm going to be all in, to use Debo, bless you, to use Debo's uh, word. By the way, Hank, I like Dabo, but I'm not much on the team, but I love the coach. Um, that's my issue. I have to work through that. But I want all of us to really work on pressing into the Lord, cleaning ourselves up, and figuring out with the Lord exactly what we need to be about particularly as the foundations, anything that can be shaken will be shaken. We're seeing it already. It's going to pick up. But in the midst of that, God is going to do some really cool things. And he's reaching out to all of us, if we'll listen, to try to get us to join him on mission. Right? So I'm giving you those marching orders. They're kind of general themes from the word of God. And then I'll let you guys work it out on your own, right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your presence here this morning. Father, thank you for weaving the worship, Chris's uh, thoughts in, from his heart. My message, Lord, on, on, to the sharing all of that. And we thank you, Lord, for the ability to experience that. We live in a country still today that can worship you openly and freely. And Lord, just continue to work on every person in this room and those that will listen to this message. Just continue to pull us closer to you. Sometimes we don't deserve it. We're hardheads. But just continue to pull us closer to you and show us exactly what we can do to be used for special purposes. We all want that. And we thank you, Lord, that you never give up on us and you continue to pull us to yourself. And we ask this today in your son's name, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we all say, amen. amen.